0: This is episode 21 of Give Me a Chance, and it is your host to speaking, Victoria. Hi everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Give Me a Chance. After a short break, we are back this week again with a new set of interviews that are gonna be really interesting, so keep on listening. Nick, our guest for today, will share his story about how he found the strength to change his life after struggling for so many years with drug addiction, but most of all how he managed to bring his life back on track. Let's get ready to listen to Nick's story. Hi, Nick. Welcome to Give Me a Chance. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. I'm very excited.
0: And I heard that you had some uh, pretty interesting times coming up, also on your podcast, uh, The Comeback Journey, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I started the podcast a while ago, like a year and a half, Mm -hmm. probably. And then I stopped for a little while, just I had a lot of things going on and... I'm finally in the place where I'm able to start producing content again and I'm very excited for what the future holds.
0: Yeah, because indeed the the, the theme of your podcast, just starting with a second chance at life. um, Yeah, it sounds really interesting, but where does the idea come from?
1: So it originally started by me telling my story and my story, like a brief overview, um, I spent ages of 17 until almost 26 heavily immersed in drug and alcohol addiction and you know with no real plans for my future i didn't have any goals or motivation or determination to do anything with my life and i hit this tipping point where i was just ready for a change like i wanted more out of life than what i was currently experiencing and that was uh April 23rd, 2017 is when I got sober. In September of 2019, I had this idea to like start a brand called The Comeback Journey and to, you know, share my experiences, have other people share their experiences and hopefully, you know, inspire other people.
0: If we take a step back, indeed many years before you started The Comeback Journey, um, can you Tell us something about the way you grew up and what kind of events uh, were such an important element in your development.
1: I grew up in uh, San Diego, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two brothers, an older brother and a younger brother. My childhood was fairly normal, I guess. Um, we, My family struggled for money, though Like I didn't know it. Um, a period of time when I was a child, we had five people living in a two bedroom, one bathroom house. Wow. So that gives you a glimpse into <laughs> that's a lot of personalities in a very small space.
0: How was your relationship to siblings or parents?
1: When I was really young, um, I would say up until my parents uh, got divorced, which uh, was like 11, I think, 11 or 12. Um, up until that point, I would say or you know around that time period my relationship with my brothers was pretty good like we would get along my my little brother is 6 years younger than me my older brother is 2 years older and so mm-hmm. we had a lot in common for a long time and then after my parents divorced and even a little bit before that I I started becoming like this instigator like I would initiate problems for the sake of attention and you know just being a, an annoying brother and and kid and um, so we started to have a little disconnect there um, and my parents divorced and shortly after that my dad moved from California back to Illinois and after that my mom raised us that was kind of tough I mean I'm sure it was tough for her and it was definitely tough for me you know not having my dad around yeah Uh, and that just added to the the frustration and in uh, 2007 Mm -hmm. I was 15 years old and my mom's brother my uncle was stabbed and murdered by uh, a random person for his wallet you know, nobody saw it coming. It was just like out of the blue and it was on New Year's Day. Just, I remember my mom getting a phone call. I was in my bedroom and I heard my mom's phone ring. She walked out to the kitchen and she answered it. And like 10 seconds later, she just let out this blood curdling scream and just like collapsed to the floor. And um, that was a really difficult time. Maybe a year later, year and a half later, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. And at that point, my older brother had already moved away to go to a university in Seattle, Washington. So it was just me and my mom and my little brother.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, my mom's healthy now. She's, well, she's good. good, she's, um, my mom's amazing. She's, nothing can take her out. She's good.
0: I can imagine that uh, this kind of events um, summing up, they've been quite hard on you. How do you, how did you react on that?
1: Well, when I was 16, that was the first time I had smoked weed and drank alcohol mm-hmm. and when I was 17 that was when I started going to parties and you know drinking a lot more and smoking a lot more and, and then I made the transition into harder drugs and pretty much from when I graduated high school until you know two months before my 26th birthday that's all I did was just party and do drugs and drink alcohol and I had no I I was stuck in this victim mentality like why did these things happen to me what did I do to deserve these things you know that's a very unempowering way to live your life. If you feel that you're constantly the victim of circumstances that happen to you. At some point, I just had to take control of my life. And I'm, I'm thankful that I did at the time because I've known a couple people who have, you know, died from overdoses and who have committed suicide while under the influence of drugs. You know, if I had kept going, like, I don't know what that path would have turned out to but like that was definitely a possibility
0: how did the people around you react did they know at all that that you were involved in
1: yeah yeah so my friends knew obviously you know like growing up parents are like oh that that other kid is a bad influence like i don't want you hanging around with them i was that person i was i wanted people to do the same things that i was doing so that i wouldn't have to feel so bad about myself
0: but what was your own perspective in life?
1: Really, my mo- my main motivation at that time was, so I was in a relationship. My motivation was to like not ruin that relationship while also doing whatever I wanted to do. So I had like this double life of like, I was using drugs and selling drugs and she didn't know that I was doing these things. So I was very good at hiding it. And so, like, I wanted, like, I wanted my cake and I wanted to eat it, too. Uh, January 2015, one of my cousins committed suicide. And I just, like, went off the deep end at that point. And um, my mom had suspicions, I'm sure. um, But that was where it became, like, very apparent. I voluntarily checked myself into an inpatient rehab program. All right. But not because I, like, really wanted to stop. I just wanted my mom to, like, think that I was okay. And I didn't want my girlfriend to break up with me. I went for 45 days and I got out. And less than two weeks after I got out, I was, like, back to the same stuff. Shortly after that, I got kicked out of my mom's house. And then I moved to Illinois for a few months because Mm. my dad was, was out there and his family. And I just wanted to, like, run away from my problems and did you manage no no not at all like my problems definitely followed me out there and i was doing the same stuff out there that i was doing back at home i was out there for five months and i called my mom crying on the phone like please let me come home i will do whatever you want you can give me random drug tests like whatever you want like just please let me come home and she said okay i flew home like three days later and a month after I got back, I got arrested for driving under the influence of a controlled substance. And then a few months after that, April 23rd, 2017, is when I went to rehab again, but for me, not for anybody else. I That was the distinction, you know, between the first time I went and the second time I went. The second time I went for me because I wanted something different. And that's when it stuck. And I've been sober since.
0: So... When was specifically the moment that you decided that you needed to change your life?
1: About six weeks before I went to rehab for the second time, um, I had gotten my my tax return. And it was, if I recall correctly, like somewhere in the realm of like $1,000. I got that money, and the second that I got that money, I left from my mom's house. And that wasn't unusual. Um, I just left. She didn't know where I was going. I didn't tell her. Uh, I went to a friend's house and in like 36 hours, all of that money was gone. I came home four days later at like five o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I didn't have my house keys. I had left them in my bedroom when I left days before. And so I had to like crawl in through my bedroom window. I had to like pop the screen off of the window. And like, thankfully my window was unlocked because if it you know, if it had been locked, I would have been stuck outside. Yeah. So I got in my bedroom and I still had um, a good amount of cocaine on me. I was on ecstasy. I had been drinking. I had beers with me. And I just like stayed in my room drinking and like doing cocaine. And until like mid-morning you know, like 10 o'clock in the morning. And my mom works at home. And so like, I was afraid to even leave my bedroom because she was gonna see me and I probably looked like some crackhead. There was this moment, like I had this like weird moment of clarity, like while in my room on all these drugs. And like, I just thought to myself, like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? I'm 25, I'm about to get kicked out again. Like I could feel it, like I knew it was coming. I didn't have a job. I didn't have any money. I didn't have any anything. I didn't have a car. I had nothing. And so I texted my mom, even though she was in the other room, I didn't want to like see her face to face. And I sent her a text message. And I was like, I think I need to go back to rehab. And that was like the, that was the moment where I was like, okay, I need something to change here.
0: How did you yeah. manage to be accountable to yourself?
1: Um, So that, That was a bumpy road. Um, After I had gotten back from rehab in 2017, I would still, like, people would still call me for drugs and I would go get it for them. Like, I wouldn't do it, but I would, like, they would call me and then I would go to somebody and get it and then, you know, like a middleman type situation. And um, one of those times, I somebody had called me for some cocaine and I went to go get it. And I like bought a little extra Mm. and I took it home with me and I sat in my bedroom. My mom was gone for a few days. Um, and I had applied for a job and I knew that they were going to drug test me, but I knew that it wasn't going to be for like 10 days. And so I dumped it out and I took out my credit card and was like chopping it up into lines. And I sat there just staring at it for like 45 minutes and Eventually, I just got up and like walked and poured it down the kitchen sink. And I didn't do any of it. I just like got rid of it. And like that was a huge shift in like the way that I saw myself and the world. Because after that, I didn't really have any um, crazy urges. But I also had to block a lot of people on social media. I changed my phone number. I I cut out 95% of the people that I associated with.
0: What kind of changes did you notice in yourself?
1: What I had a lot more energy, like just natural energy. Um, I was working two jobs and I was still going to the gym five days a week and going hiking. And, you know, I just had this new appreciation for life. And so I just worked a lot and I saved a lot of money. I bought a new car and I did what I thought was best at that time to kind of get me into the place that I wanted to be.
0: so what's going to happen now with your life?
1: About two months ago, I moved from San Diego, California to Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, Yes. thank you. Um, That was a huge step. I've never lived by myself before. I've never, with the exception of like when I lived in Illinois, um, I have never lived anywhere else but San Diego, you know? So my plan is to continue with the podcast. Um, I created a coaching program last year for people struggling with um, codependency and addiction, and so I'm going to be releasing the updated version of that uh, quarter three of 2020. Oh, wow! 2021. Yeah, very excited for that.
0: There were so many. There were so many um, striking moments in your life that that could have turned your life around. If you think about all of them, which one would you change to have um, adjusted the course of your life?
1: I don't think I would change any of them. Yeah, I mean, if I change any of them, even something small, then like I'm not where I am right now. We're not having this conversation. And sometimes I have like this guilt over things that I've done in the past, but I wouldn't change any of them because then I'm not who I am. I'm not me, like right now in this moment, like I wouldn't be here. And so I, I wouldn't change any of them.
0: So, Nick, many, many thanks for, for sharing your story with me. It's uh, It's been fantastic. Me. And um as I said, I'm really impressed with the way you did it. And uh, I wish you all the best with all your pro- projects and what is coming up with your podcast and uh, your coaching program. All the
1: best. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: This was Nick's story. After experiencing several traumatic events and developing an addiction to drugs and alcohol, Nick found the strength within himself to turn his life around and make a clean break with his past. And on his path to self-development, Nick is working hard to create a better life for himself and help other people that are facing the same process. His story is also the core topic of Nick's podcast, The Comeback Journey. This was the end of this episode. Have you ever had the chance to change your life? Or do you know anybody who has? Please get in touch with us and leave a comment here below. And if you have enjoyed this episode, do not forget to like and subscribe to this channel and see you next time. Give me a chance, on your screen and in your ears.